Happy New Year, Abby. Happy New Year, Ash. It is the 1st of January. We hope you guys are all hungover and listening to this. Hopefully we are too. I'm nervous. Sorry. (laughs) Ashley and I have a new year and it's a new set of nerves. We act like we've never (laughs) spoken to each other ever in our lives before. Here's what the issue is, everyone. Full transparency. The issue is we took two weeks off from this damn podcast and we're acting like we took off two years. We are acting as if we have never filmed an episode before, recorded an episode before, and we are stuttering all over the road. My hands are shaking. My voice is shaking. I feel like I'm on a first date. I'm drinking a glass of wine and it's like sloshing around in the glass when I raise it up because it's just, I'm just so nervous. So <laughs> are. Us, just because it's a new year, it doesn't mean we are empowered women. Like we're doing our best. Okay. Um, but anyways, the last night was New Year's Eve, whether you spent it with your family at home or a few select friends or you um, blacked out on champagne in the comfort of your home. I hope that you had a whole lot of fun and I hope that you're a little bit hungover today because you know, we're in our 20s. We deserve it. We deserve it. And on the theme of New Year's Eve, we have it, hold it very close and near and dear to our heart, don't we, Ashley? Oh, yes. Don't even get me started on New Year's Eve. It is one of my very favorite holidays right in line next to my birthday. Next to your birthday. And mine's right in line next to the 4th of July, which is also my favorite personally. Um, but I wanted to touch on my New Year's Eve must-haves that I was thinking about today. Just no matter where I am or who I'm spending it with, these are my must-haves that If they're not there, it's just not New Year's Eve for me. Oh, perfect. Go. Yes. Okay. So I only have three that are just truly, (laughs) truly crucial. The first one is a sparkly outfit. And I don't care if it's a dress or sparkly pants or a top, like something on my body just like must be sparkly. Um, The second is champagne, obviously. Like it just has to be. And then the third is a boy to kiss. And I think that rounds out my list pretty well for who I am. And it it makes sense. And luckily, most New Year's Eves, I accomplished all three of those. Beautiful. Snaps and claps for you. Yeah. Um, But, okay, I'll bounce off of that. Obviously, like I said, I adore New Year's Eve. I will live and die for it. Um, Some of my must-haves are an outfit and some jewelry. It's just so selected and catered to the event and affair. Some champagne, but what else is new? I drink champagne on a Monday, so (laughs) not too much new there. Um, And back in my younger days when we would have the big blowout parties before a pandemic hit, I used to absolutely insist on having confetti and we would have sparklers always at the parties. So those were some good old mems, and hopefully next year we can bring that back. Um, I can't think of anything else. A group photo? What? (laughs) A group photo. God. <laughs> I don't know. I'm used to having every New Year's for the, for quite some time now. Me and my high school friends have had a big, big party. So This year I'm going to wake up and watch the movie New Year's Eve with my mom in the morning because nothing makes me feel like a child than like watching a movie in the first half of the day. Hot take. Okay, this is a big roundabout story that we might pull out. But the other weekend I was at... Allie's house our friend and we were watching a movie and we both fell asleep on the couch per usual and when I woke up it had transferred to the next movie on Amazon and it was New Year's Eve so I was like all right let me watch 20 minutes whatever it sucked I used to like that movie (laughs) when it came out I liked that movie so much and then those 20 minutes maybe I should watch the full two hours but in those 20 minutes I was like this is bullshit and I love all of these actors I adore all of them what do you think about it in terms of 
when compared to the movie Valentine's Day, which is very similar. I think I need to rewatch both of them back to back. I haven't seen Valentine's Day in full for a very, very long time. Because I just watched Valentine's Day and obviously you don't go into these movies being like, this is going to be cinematic gold. Like it's just entertaining and we love an all-star cast and intertwining plots, you know? Okay, here's what I expected it to be on par with. Katherine Heigl, we love her. Remember her and do you remember her in Life as We Know It? I, that movie is good as a comedy, but there's also enough of a heartwarming aspect where I want to watch it again. I don't want to watch New Year's Eve again. No, I agree. These aren't like heartwarming things, but it's like seasonal. Like I want to watch it on New yeah. Year's Eve. I think it's fun. And we need more New Year's Eve movies. That If any producers are listening, which I doubt they are, we need more New Year's Eve <laughs> movies. People are sleeping on this as a holiday. There's so many Fourth of July plots. There's so many Christmas movies and Thanksgiving. Like, where are the New Year's Eve movies? It's so true. Let's raise up in 2021. Let's raise up a New Year's Eve, Valentine's Day, and Easter. I'm saying it now. (laughs) I want 10 movies with Easter centered plots to come out. And if they don't, I'm going to rage. I mean, Passion of the Christ, but I don't know. (laughs) Or. I don't know. Maybe a National Lampoon Easter thing. I don't really know. <laughs> oh, that could be funny. We're, I think we're onto something. Yeah. Anyways, so what I expect out of New Year's is usually a party with a lot of glitter, a whole lot of champagne, and a whole lot of people. I want bodies. I want the crowds. That's usually what I expect out of New Year's. Which is basically what we expect out of our life, actually. Basically what I expect out of a casual Tuesday. Um, and I don't know. Something also makes me nostalgic. This might tie into I am – such a painfully nostalgic person. It's ridiculous. And I'm obsessed with taking pictures and videos of every single moment of my life. And something is so nostalgic for me. And just like, like, haha, I'm going to look back on this, even though I probably won't look back on every single one about the countdown. I love the countdown. I love taking a video of everyone counting down together and everyone just like having a time when it gets to the new year. Totally. I agree with that. Speaking of the countdown, I think it's time to start counting down to the start of this episode. What do you think, Ash? Hit it, Ryan Seacrest. All right, three, two, one, let's get into it. All right, all right, all right. Welcome back, everyone. It is 2021, and we are so excited for this new year full of a ton of new content. We took a little bit of a break for Christmas and New Year's Eve. Uh, We were vacationing in the Bahamas, right, Abby? Yes, happy new year, you guys. I feel like we haven't been recording in so long. We got our tan on. We were sipping pina coladas on the beach. god my dream i wish thanks for that wonderful picture you just painted yeah just kidding guys we definitely didn't go on any vacation so don't get riled but we wish we did in our minds anyway (laughs) but um we took this break to hang out have a not together i wish but to hang out with our families um have a good old christmas a good new year's eve and we have a million new ideas for this New year, new season of Just Go With It. Yes, and we also got you guys a Christmas present. It's very exciting. We purchased some dank microphones from Amazon, and they're going to come, and our voices are going to sound so clear and so professional. I can't wait. Thank you guys for holding out with our crappy subpar audio up until this point. Yes, thank you to all of our Hunger Games sponsors for sending us <laughs> Amazon gift cards for this these mics. If anyone else wants to donate, uh, go ahead and 
go to the link in our bio. We are in the red with this podcast, but we'll we'll keep them coming. Hopefully 2021 is the year of sponsors, more Hunger Games sponsors for us. And we can't wait to move forward and make the Capitol proud. (laughs) I was just watching the Hunger Games the other day. They had an all-day marathon on ABC Family, which hot take, them rebranding to Freeform is not a good look. But ABC Family was having an all-day long Hunger Games marathon. And if you guys haven't watched The Hunger Games since it came out, you guys are sleeping on it. We watched it again in quarantine. You are sleeping on The Hunger Games. Totally sleeping on it. Speaking of things in the media that happened this year, we wanted to go over our 2020 review of the best of every category that we could think of that we actually care about. Man, 2020 has been such a year. Everyone collectively just had this horrible experience of a year but honestly there were so many highlights so many good things came out of it and that's what we want to focus on in this episode our favorite things um that happened to us this year our favorite things that came out in the media and also what we want our resolutions to be and what we want the next year to look like so we're ending the year with some positive vibes everybody and also 2020 might have been overtaken by a pandemic, but let's not sleep on the first two months of 2020. Those were some golden months for us. Yes, maybe not for everyone, but for sure for us. Before that virus came and swept us off our feet, the first two months were a, some good times to be had. And even in the throes of March, when we were watching four movies every single night, those were some times to be had then too. And 2021 might be looking up. Here's um, sending thoughts and prayers. Yeah, sending thoughts and prayers. Also, speaking of the movies that we watched, remember that running list I had going on my phone of every movie I watched? I mean, guess you still have it. I still have it, and I'm still adding to it. Every time I watch a movie, I write it down. I don't know why. I don't know what I'm going to do with this list, but I'm up to 251 movies this year since quarantine. It got I got to a point back in March, Abby, where you would push for us to try to watch two or three movies a night just because you wanted to add two or three numbers to your list. (laughs) I just wanted to see how high I could run the numbers up. And I don't know who I'm running them up for, just myself, I guess. Um, And also take this and run with it, everyone. But we used to call our final movie of the night a nightcap. And it would be one that was a little less heavy on the drama, a little more comedic relief, or a TV show that we adored. So nightcaps all around yes and sometimes we'd watch midsummer and then we'd have to end with something much more lighthearted because uh-huh. that was absolutely traumatizing i do love a gentle nightcap okay so to kick this episode off uh the first thing on our itinerary our table of contents is to go over the best of the best for 2020 okay so we are going to kick off our very first category of our 2020 roundup with tv show can you believe that Love is Blind came out in 2020? That feels like years ago. That's a reality show. Oh, can you believe that The Outer Banks came out in 2020? That genuinely feels like years ago. When I think of The Outer Banks coming out, I think of myself being in high school practically. That's how long ago that feels like. And also, Ooh. I apologize to the group that tried to get me to watch The Outer Banks the first time it came out. I remember falling asleep on the couch vividly. I remember getting mad that everyone started watching it without me a few days later. Yep. And then I watched it all alone, I think, when I moved home from college. And I ripped through it in, like, one night. I was so invested. And I felt so bad for tearing it apart. I agree about the high school thing. I feel like I had a crush on John B. when I was, like, a ripe 18. Uh, I don't know. The whole Outer Banks, living in Malibu, that fever dream to the fullest. Fever dream of us, like, on the back porch with the sun shining and all of us having exactly no obligations to do anything. And we just, like, 
watched movies. <clears throat> Outer Banks definitely was one of the good things to come out of 2020, but also another reality show came out. Yes, Love is Blind. I remember turning it on Netflix in the throes of no, actually not a quarantine, actually, in the throes of February. And I remember throwing it on and thinking, what the heck is this? And me and two other friends stayed up for, we watched, I think, four hours of it. Oh our God. friend was, our friend Jacob was like, okay, this is like a, what, 40-minute episode. Let's just watch it together real quick. And then he stayed for, like, more than four hours. I think he stayed for, like, six episodes. We just watched them all in one night. And, um... I was just obsessed with Love is Blind, just the strangest concept. And I yeah. just, even the, the characters on it were just a lot to handle. The characters, the real people. The I real remember people. being so enthralled by the concept as well, just like the psychology and the experiment of it all. Mm-hmm. I remember like being glued to my phone. Like I would watch it before bed and just like with my headphones in because I, I was just so like confused. And then all those people that were just like, you know, how normal people rise to fame and like reality competition shows, but like, all these people were on doing press tours with Netflix and like being so famous on Instagram. I'm like, this is so weird. I remember when I first texted you after watching it with Jacob that night, I was like, Abby, you must watch this show. It's called Love is Blind. And you text back, is that the new show about blind people? (laughs) (laughs) I love that you remember funny things that I say because I never remember them. I'm assuming you remember some from me too. Um, Okay, so TV was great and all, but more importantly, music. What was our favorite album of the year? This is just so hands down. It is honestly such a core part of who I am right now. The Evermore album that Taylor Swift recently put out. I, there are not enough words to describe this album. And this is such a hefty road to dive down that we're going to dedicate a whole different episode to it, a bonus episode. I remember when Folklore came out, I was having a rough week or something. And one of my friends texted us or text me and was like, this will make you feel better. She just released a surprise album. And okay, that was great, whatever. And then just out of the blue, a second surprise album? What the heck? And she's like, basically, I just couldn't stop writing music. And I think that's really, really cool that we like got to have an extra like 12 or 15 songs out of that inspiration that she was having. But honestly, the biggest things for me this year that I became obsessed with were LaCroix, Sriracha, and Taylor Swift. Like, those were just the three things that I am taking out of this year that I was never obsessed with or never really had, like, too much interest in before. And now I can't even picture a day without them. I can't. Like, they're part of my everyday life. I put on the Evermore album. The instant I wake up, I play it in the car. I play it in the shower. Like, it's absurd. That, okay, real quick, the Sriracha can't relate to LaCroix. I had such vivid memories I became such a little crowing called because I remember coming home for lunch break in between classes and sitting on the couch and putting on a TV episode and drinking a LaCroix because my roommate would always have it in the fridge. And then um, Evermore, I absolutely adore Taylor Swift. As I've said before, my dinner guest and stuff, I adore her. We'll hit on this in our bonus episode, but I don't listen to it the way you do the minute I wake up. Do you understand why everyone's obsessed with her now? She's a poet. She is a poet. I really, I'm listening to the lyrics more. I think I was, I was never really a hater. Like I was never like, yeah, neutral. I was just, I was Switzerland on the whole thing. And like, sometimes I'd listen to some of her songs or whatever, but I didn't really vibe with the reputation album. I understood like the backstory behind it and everything, but these last two albums, like the moodiness and how timely they were with how everyone's feeling in this year. Like I just connected with it so much. And there were so many lyrics that I felt I related to and so now I'm just obsessed and it's just such a good like it's so calming like I I feel so at peace when I listen to it 
She also just paints such a picture. When you listen to one of her songs, it's like you are watching a movie literally in your head. She paints such a picture. Did you listen to Lover ever? If you dedicated more time to it, that's a slap city one. Yeah, Lover came out this year too, right? Like around Valentine's Day? No, it came out maybe last – it became out maybe last August, like beginning of last school year. Oh, for real? That long ago? (laughs) Yeah. Well, yeah, I remember that was when my obsession with her, like, slowly started beginning. Yeah. But this one really hit it home for me. Like, I can't stop listening to it. It's, like, so yeah, it's truly absurd. Last quick thing on Taylor. I really appreciate, since I've absolutely loved her since the beginning, I appreciate how I feel like I have grown up and her lyrics have matured with my life maturing. That's so true. We're at, like, the great age. Like, we could have been born in any year, and we were born in the years of Taylor Swift. Like, how blessed are we? Oh, my gosh. How blessed are we? That is so true. And just, like, before it was about, like, being in high school, and now it's just matured into all of these emotions. It's just totally carries through your life with you. Yeah, and I like how now in her music you can hear that she's telling other people's stories rather than just, like, autobiographical of just, like, her own experiences. Like, she's sharing other people's stories, which probably gives her a lot more to work with. It's a lot more Mm -hmm. content going on. And so it's paying off, I think. So clearly we're obsessed and we will be hitting on this at a whole other episode, which if you are a fan, choose to listen to it. If you're not, skip that one. But we will just be hitting on this on a whole other bonus episode. Okay, so book of 2020. I don't think this one came out in 2020, but it was Reese Witherspoon pick and we just dove into it and became obsessed with it. Where the crawdads sing. Yes, and we're so excited because now it's being made into a movie, and I'm really excited to see who they cast all for that. Um, but this was a story that I just feel like was really refreshing in the fiction realm. Like, it was kind of different from what I typically read anyways. Like, it was it was back in the – set in the 60s and the 70s, and it was out in, like, the Outer Banks, and things were – it was just, like, a cool – setting that I would never really place myself in and that's what I like about books it just like takes you to a whole nother world the the joys and magic of reading if anyone wants to start reading in 2021 as their resolution you should read this book this is this has been our favorite it's our pick for 2020 yeah also everyone we started our book club last month catch up on that we'll have a bonus episode coming out with an analysis of that one and a new book for January yes stay tuned keep your eye out on Instagram for the new January pick we're gonna release okay so our next category is a podcast this one also did not release in 2020 however we dove into it headfirst in 2020 and it is the The skinny Skinny potential we said at the same time kind of Kind of, but yeah, but just go along with it. Just go with it. Just go with it, man. Yeah, okay. What's crazy is that you and I both actually started listening to podcasts this year. Like totally. We just didn't really care. Like, India would always be listening to her podcast in the shower, and I'm like, why are you listening to people talk? Like, yeah. why are you listening to music? I my issue, I identified my personal issue with podcasts before this year, and it was that I didn't feel – like I was picturing the host in my head and I had followed Lauren Everts on Instagram before I started listening to the podcast. So when I started listening, I was like, oh, this is Lauren talking. I feel like I knew her. And the same with all the other podcasts I've grown to love. I have to follow them on Instagram first and feel like I know them. Yeah, that makes sense. And then I also like think it's so crazy that we started listening to podcasts and then we like made our own <laughs> all in the same way. <laughs> Cole, yeah, Cole's crazy, but we made our own. We went from not listening to a single one to making our own. Just head first. Ashley, like once we like dip our toe into something, we like go full force into it. And I love it. Enthusiasm out the window. Okay. So Outer Banks, Love is Blind, Where the Crawdads Sing, Evermore. 
um, the skinny confidential. Is there another category for us? Oh, yes. Just you wait. Um, the next one is an app, which is TikTok. But a subcategory of this app is something that I think 2020 was blessed with and that if you are not familiar with this, you need to become familiar because it is such a fine piece of art is the Ratatouille musical. Ratatouille the musical is the product of Gen Z. And if this is what it takes for if this is how easy it is for all of us to put our effort towards something and make it happen, imagine what actual change we could make in the world. Imagine if we tried even harder. So Ratatouille the musical, I am begging Abby to buy a ticket. It comes out on January 1st at the live stream. It's available for 72 hours. Tickets start at five bucks, but go up to, I think, a few hundred. It's more of a donation because the donation donations for the ticket prices are going to I some acting fund I forgot the official name for it but it's going to support actors that are out of work at the moment um but I yeah no it's a really smart idea and it's with a bunch of um different actors and Broadway actors and TV actors but ride to the musical I am just so ecstatic for I remember when it first came out, I loved the songs. Abby, give us a hit. Remy, oh, king of Ratatouille. What do they say? Remy. Rat of all my dreams. <laughs> yeah, Something like that. Yeah, the rat of all my dreams. Oh, I <laughs> praise thee, oh, Ratatouille. <laughs> I praise thee, oh, Ratatouille, which is actually not even his name. His name is Remy, first of all, I'll get it right. But I think it's so beautiful that we just took such a great film like that and we were like, let's bring this up. Let's raise it up. And now I have full faith that when things are back to normal on Broadway, it'll be made into a real musical. Like, I, I more official it. one, yeah. I need to watch Ratatouille again. I feel like there's a lot of messages to be had and I haven't seen it since I was a literal child when it came yeah. out. I agree. It's so good. Let's watch it together. My sociology professor looked just like that redheaded guy. (laughs) So that's all the media that we had for our highlights. But now let's get into our personal highlights, Ashley. We had a lot of good things happen this year, and I feel like it's important to touch on them. Totally. So I wanted to talk about, yeah, our highlight reels. Highlight reels can be big. They can be small. Highlight reels can be the Oscar award mini moments of your life, and they can be the dancing in the kitchen moments of your life. So yeah, when you first brought it up to me, I said, isn't that just Instagram? Because Instagram is quite literally a highlight reel of your life. And no, um, that could be your pick. I mean, if your pick is those moments, that's fine by me. I mean, obviously, Instagram's become so curated and kind of fake, to be honest. And that's why I love TikTok so much, because it's, first of all, it's just more diverse content, but it's like, just so real and authentic and like inside people's homes. But I think highlight reels don't always have to be like, the pretty parts of life like you were saying it's like the small moments so I think we yeah. should we should talk about them let's talk yeah about let's hit it. it yeah highlight reels for me are the moments that are nostalgic or yeah. like I don't know like describing your perfect day it's a pretty common day to me it gives you a warm fuzzy feeling I get yeah. the warm fuzzy feeling when I think about how we would have barbecues at your apartment before we'd go out on the weekends in Santa Monica and how we'd wait for the party bus to pull up outside the window and I'll be like eating burgers and taking shots frantically and then I'd have to like go calm down your neighbor who like hated us so much and I'd have to have a little chat with Robin the neighbor I just like miss those days it was like such champagne problems I'm going to start crying if we dive down this hole, but what the hell? We're already jumping headfirst in. A highlight reel for me, bouncing off of that, would be getting ready with my roommate Allie upstairs and putting on our makeup and like comparing outfits and having music on and being so excited to go out and like having a drink while we get ready um, and 
just like that whole act of just like getting ready with our very best friends upstairs, waiting for all the other people to show up for like the party in the pregame, which why I'm excited for tomorrow for New Year's Eve to get ready with someone once again. <laughs> to feel alive again. Yeah. Yeah, that was definitely the best. And then also we can't forget we graduated from college this year. That's a big deal. It doesn't feel like it because we didn't have graduation, but like we had our own. That was one of my very best days of my life. We had our own graduation ceremony with a group of our friends with speeches and um, commencement addresses from different professors. And it was just the most tender, emotional, sweet day. Yeah. And we had like, we we went all out. We had an itinerary, uh-huh. we had the little headbands with the grad caps and we had everything going on. And then we Our did brochures. on the beach. Like it was so beautiful. And we had and from home. And I'll also, oh yes, I put together a bunch of uh, videos from everyone's home best friends and family and stuff, um, which is super cute. And then I'll also never forget a few days before that, on our last day of college classes, you came over to our house and you were like, God, this is some people's regular Tuesdays, but we graduated college today. And that was so tender. So another highlight reel for me is the like dancing in the kitchen, having champagne, celebrating moments. I also remember the really sad and emotionally traumatizing day that you had to move out of your apartment. Oh, that is a hard pill to swallow. (laughs) You were all laying on your cold tile floor. All the furniture was gone and you guys had been cleaning and you were exhausted all day because you had been doing so much work and we were watching the intern of all movies. (laughs) I remember me and my roommate, Allie, we were cleaning all day because we were the ones moving out and then Abby and her roommate were over and we, I put on a movie for them like it was a cartoon. And I was like, here, have your dinner and watch this movie while we clean. Yeah, you're like, distract yourself with this. But I just remember we were literally just sitting on the ground. And it was mm-hmm. such a main character movie moment. And it was such a milestone. Like, we were done with college. We were moving out of that place where we had so many memories. I could start but crying. But it was still really beautiful. Yeah. Like, it was a nostalgic moment. It was sad, obviously. But it's also, like, ingrained in my brain. Like, I'll remember it forever. I also remember going out of my way to buy champagne for that night because I knew it was our last night there and I was like okay I have to go take a break and go to the grocery store and I remember when I got done cleaning before you guys left I was like I'm not even that sad like I don't get what the big deal is and then we sat down and I looked around once and everything was so empty and I burst out crying because I was like my god these are my best most shiny moments up to this point are from this really? house that I've lived in for the past two years. This house has been filled with so many people that have had so many memories in it. So many people and memories. And then we were blessed enough to quarantine at my little beach shack, all five of us <laughs> crammed in one house. And that was some beautiful chaos in a whole nother setting. And one of my highlight reels there is when we would wake up early in the morning and our more athletic surfer girlfriends would go take the jeep take the surfboards down to the beach and we would go on like a mile and a half walk with our coffees and our little thermoses just like and watch our friends surf watch our friends surf such local malibu people like soul surfer vibes to the max and we would just go sit on the beach and watch our friends surf like Mm -hmm. the best most blissful thing ever i could cry i'm so nostalgic but bouncing off of that we could go down this rabbit hole for 10 years but bouncing off of that such a highlight reel for me when i think of my best days are living in that house, the five of us, and we every day when the clock would strike five, when the clock would flirt with five, we would make our Moscow mules and scurry out to that porch to watch the sunset. 
We could hear the ocean from the porch and we would watch the sunset and then it would be like, all right, let's go for another round. Let's put some country music on. And then we'd all make dinner together after having way too much to drink and watch the movies. And then we would fall asleep in our respective bedrooms. And I shared a bedroom with my roommate, um, Allie, and we would be laughing there watching TikToks and we would hear Abby laughing in her room and we would just like joke around and send stuff to each other. That truly felt like freshman year dorm living almost mm-hmm. like a commune except for you get to pick the people you live with like your best friend yeah. ever and I loved it so much and I also really appreciated how Katie always never let us miss a sunset mm-hmm. and if we were unaware that it was happening she'd be like you guys they come out and they were always so so pretty like I will always miss that California sunset like one day I will see it again but not for a while <laughs> sharing beds like little kids man Oh my gosh, ribs by Lord, anyone? I can't stop listening to it. Did you see the TikTok, everyone? Where this girl was like, she was like, I picked my mom up from happy hour and she was drunk and I put on ribs for her and she cried so hard. <laughs> she almost threw up. That sounds like us. That's literally me. I cannot stop listening to ribs. I feel like I'm stuck in 2014 or whatever. Um, but I just, feel like I'm a sophomore okay. on the JV tennis team totally. because that's when it came out, and I was like listening to it nonstop because of the song Tennis Court. And anyways, that yeah. Takes me back. But a few more quick highlight reels. I'll do a speed round for my wrap up for my highlight reels. But some more highlight reels was um took some good trips this year for spring break. Went to Nashville. Uh, we did Fourth of July in Alabama, which. That is a whole other nostalgic trip. Nothing makes me happier than sitting on the I'm boat with you guys. Annual lake house trip. It's becoming a thing every fourth. Just, yeah. I don't know. College, man. The highlight reels have been the hanging out at home, cooking dinner together. Really. Yeah. And coming home to your best friends. What's better than that? Living the yeah, dream. I feel like another highlight for me this year was a lot of personal growth in terms of mental and physical health. Because after I did move back home after our sweet blissful quarantine experience um also starting this podcast that's been a highlight reel <laughs> such a highlight reel. I've had so much fun you guys we love doing this for you guys we love doing it for us too we're selfish people and <laughs> we can't wait to keep doing it hopefully for years to come like wherever we go the podcast will follow everyone who asked me about it um I tell them that Abby's not gonna let me stop until I'm literally on my deathbed come on yeah. just one more line <laughs> I'm just going to be like holding the mic out for you and hopefully get a few breaths of sound, but it's mostly just going to be me. <laughs> um, but I don't know. My takeaway from all of that, though, I'll try to touch on all this later when we're feeling grateful or whatever, is that highlight reels aren't just the weddings and the graduations and the win- award-winning days. They're all of the like regular days, for me at least. Love ain't the best days or the worst days. It's the Tuesdays. Abby, you know, um, work in more and more sinking into every single episode, if you haven't noticed. Yeah, I'm yeah. trying to do this because it's like a free way to get my record out. So if you guys could support me, I would really appreciate it. <laughs> the moral of all of our highlight reels is that you guys probably have a highlight reel too. And heck yeah, 2020 has been filled with a whole lot of downs. But if you really take a long, hard look back on it and Also remember that there was a 2020 before a pandemic for a few blissful months. 2020 had some uppers. Yeah. And I think it's really important to look back and remember that and just look at the positives in life. There's always a silver lining. So hopefully you guys can think about that after this podcast. But moving into 2021, we are (laughs) looking towards better things. We have high expectations, high hopes, and some resolutions. And we want to get into that. We always have high expectations. What else is new? Great expectations. Great expectations, Charles Dickens. 
So my first one is more random acts of kindness. I think that I can incorporate that more into daily life or weekly life and just kind of be more intentional about doing random acts of kindness, either to strangers or my family or whoever I'm surrounding. That's a good one. We've touched on this before. When you're feeling down about yourself, at least for us, if we're feeling down about ourselves, nothing makes us feel just a 1% better than doing something for someone else. Yeah, and also... These aren't exactly correlated, but I feel closer to God and more like a spiritual person when I am a kinder person. And it just like Mm -hmm. overall, it's kind of a cyclical thing. Like it just makes me feel at peace and at balance. And I feel like the love that I receive from God, I'm then giving back out into the world. So I'm going to try and do that more in 2021. Lots of good vibes. Um, What's your first one? Let me check my list that I penned. Um, My first one. Oh, this one is not as heavy as that. Mine, okay, so I love reading. Um, I read all the time, but I definitely go through phases where I won't read for a month and then I'll read like five books in a month. So it's definitely a phase thing, but I want to try and be more consistent and read for at least 15 minutes every day. Yeah, that's a really good idea before bed or something. Yeah, because I I definitely have extreme highs where it's like, let me read an hour every day and then let me read nothing for weeks on end. So 15 minutes every day, more consistency. Yeah, I I really want to read like at least one to two books a month. I feel like that's a good consistent goal. Yeah. Is to stop calorie counting. Mm. This is a big deal for me because I've been counting every single calorie that I have consumed for the past 162 days. Like I'm so obsessive about it. Like every single thing I drink or put in my body, I count on my app which there are some positives, obviously, to this because I've lost 30 pounds. And I'm really proud of myself for that. Like, I'm feeling good. I'm looking better. And I just, I'm, like, really proud of the goals that I've accomplished. But at the same time, I think calorie counting can have a negative mental effect. And it can be something that's stressful. And I just want to go into 2021 focusing on just getting those macronutrients and eating more whole foods and less refined sugars and not worry about exactly the numbers in my app or the numbers on the scale and just continue to live a healthy, balanced life. I think that's going to really benefit me in the long run. That's real good. Um, calorie counting is a, I'm not <laughs> obsessive about it. I notice that I do it with drinking a lot, which I shouldn't be drinking that much, but I do it when I'm drinking for sure, counting calories. And I'm not losing sleep over it. And I'm not even like trying to lose calories over it. It's just, I'm like, oh, that drink was 150 calories. That drink was probably 200 because- Yeah, I think it's important to be aware of it. I'm so aware when it comes to drinking and my calories. I have a goal. Like this is not to say I don't have a goal. Like I still want to be really healthy and everything, but I just feel like it's become an obsessive thing. And I literally- like before, I can't enjoy the foods I'm eating if all I'm uh-huh. thinking about is how many calories it is and how I'm going to put it in the app and how I can't forget to count them and like all that stuff. So I'm just going to leave that in 2020. This bouncing off of that, this one is kind of like a throwaway one. It's not that great, but cutting back on weekday drinking if there's no reason to do it. More so for the sake of calories, in my opinion, which is redundant to everything I just said, but it is a calorie thing for me. Like, right. why waste calories on drinking if I'm not with a friend and if I'm not on the phone with a friend? Those are my two exceptions. That's true. If I'm just at home. Okay. The issue is, though, most weekdays I probably call a friend or I'm hanging out with a friend. But if I'm not, then there's no reason to have a drink. Harder to find reasons not to drink than to drink. Yeah, totally. The other kicker is I love to cook. And if I'm cooking, I'm like, well, I have to have a few drinks while I do it. 
Totally. <laughs> but like cutting back on weekday drinking is something that I should do. Okay, my next one is really exciting. I feel like this is going to be my year. I'm going to get the splits. I'm going to do I it. I can't. Okay, Mia, if you're listening to this one, Addie's getting the splits this year. She's going to send you a video of it. <laughs> we talked about this in our interview with Mia, but I've been trying to do the splits for a good year now, and I just never cut out the time in my workout routine before or after to stretch my proper muscles. I'm a naturally flexible person. It's very capable. I'm capable. I'm ready. I think I have the mental motivation to do it and early 2021 look out for a picture of me on Instagram doing the splits because I'm manifesting it I'm gonna stretch and it's gonna happen this is something that Abby is so beyond impassioned about it um and so just stay tuned it'll be on our story stay tuned it's literally in my top five resolutions so that's how important it is to me this is um something this next one is something I do it in my notes but I want to do it more like semi in the moment of but journaling moments that I want to remember um actually my next one's journaling too but keep my gosh um journaling moments I want to remember and a lot of times if there's things I want to remember the next day or two days later I'll write it in the notes of my phone but I want to start writing it down more actively and more so the day of rather than two days later that's such a good idea because there's so many little moments little highlight reels if you will totally forget about yeah. Um, mine was journaling before bed, like five to 20 minutes, roughly, or something, kind of like how yours is. Oh, good. I just think it's good to reflect on the day because, like the crappy year 2020 was, there was still highlights. I think even if you have a bad day, there are still positives. And I think it's good to reflect on what you did for others today and like how you can be better the next day. So I want to do more reflective journaling and more journaling um, that has to do with manifesting the future that I want for sure. Yeah, definitely. Next one for me is I would like to accomplish another project in 2021. And by project, like this podcast is a project or maybe starting some sort of book or some sort of small side venture is a project. I'm not sure what I'm even aiming at, but some sort of a other project in 2021. You could learn a language. No, that's more of a hobby for me. I don't know. Something... <laughs> Something like, oh, this is something concrete that I have. Like this podcast, I have this. This is concrete. Writing a book, I'm not going to write a whole book in 2021, but writing a book would be a concrete thing that I have, you know? I think it'll feel pretty concrete when you're communicating <laughs> with the locals in Cabo, but all right. <laughs> That's fair. I'll let you know what I'm even aiming for. Um, I don't know, writing a kid's book, writing a... Yeah. Something like that. No, you do love a project. Stay tuned in the following episodes to hear what Ashley decides on her project, what it's going to be. Give me like the mystery, the suspense is killing me. I want to know what it is. Give me like six more. Um, um, a business venture, starting some sort of business side thing. I don't really know. Yeah, I'll let you know. Okay, my last one of my five resis is leave five minutes earlier. I don't care if I'm going to work. If I'm going to the gym, if I have an appointment somewhere, my nail appointment, if I'm going to see a friend, I'm just going to leave five minutes earlier because I feel like I'm always running late and it's just a bad trait to have. And I don't want to take this with me throughout my 20s because leave the bad habits, What like squash it, you know, I'm going to be on time. I'm going to do it. It's 2021. I'm going to be on time to things. Mark my words. I'm leaving five minutes earlier. We've really set ourselves up with a million goals, but um, I have two more. <laughs> Two more. Yeah, two more. Um, 
the first one was, let me check my list. Oh, no more workout phases. I think I'm fairly healthy. I think I work out a lot, but I definitely will go through phases where it's more so for like three weeks and then no, not as much for two weeks and then three weeks again, two weeks not. It's too many phases rather than like I'd rather it be five days and then like lesser for three days. Just like shorten the phases. Yeah. Next one is I think I want to start volunteering. It doesn't have to be some, anything crazy, but why yeah. not? Why shouldn't I volunteer? I almost put volunteering instead of random acts of kindness because I feel like both of those are somewhat aligned. But yeah, Yeah. it's a really good thing, giving back to your community. Even just like once a month. It doesn't have to be like insanely um, every day or something. Step forward day. We're like, hello. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yeah, volunteering. Nothing wrong with that. Okay. I think these are really good resolutions and a lot of them are very achievable. Okay, next on our little uh, table of contents, we wanted to talk about doing words of the year and kind of setting your sights on this next year, goals, the way you want to set the tone for the year. The tone, yes. Like when you look back on 2021, what what words do you want to come to mind? What do you want to describe the year as? And uh, my top three the words of the year that I hope to manifest and live out in my life are mindful, balance, and fearless. I want to be fearless in my relationships, in my pursuit of my faith in God, and I want to be fearless in my move to Nashville, which will happen. We don't know when, but it will happen. And I want to be fearless in the act of moving across the country. It's going to be scary, but it's going to be great. And I want to be more mindful about what I'm putting in my body and how I'm treating people, and just more mindful of my whole life, and also find that healthy balance that brings me peace. Tall order. <laughs> that was really thought out, and I chose one word with no explanation. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't realize we were doing a story and an explanation and several words. Um, let me think for two seconds, actually. When you have a school presentation the next day and you don't prepare. When you, when I've, this happened to me before, when you sit down in a class and everyone gets up to present and you didn't know there was presentations day. So I did it the entire class. I worked on this presentation and then I got up and did it at the end. Okay. One is dedicated. I am such an Enneagram seven. It's pick up something, drop it after I'm 65% done. I need to be more dedicated. Let's be honest. The only things I can finish well are books or hanging out with friends or a happy hour or a drink. I need to figure, (laughs) finish out things more concrete things the next one you could also call it follow through yeah the two words not one uh (laughs) isn't it hyphenated i don't know the next one is something that i feel like i kind of already am but it's something that i captured more in the first half of 2020 and more so in 2019 it's just carefree i love being so carefree and just like going through life, not oblivious and not stupid, but going through life with kind of a childlike, you know, joy and childlike fun. And that comes with carefreeness. And I feel like I am that. That's a core part of me. And I just need to tap into it more. Yeah. As Troy, our previous interviewee would say, don't force life. Just let it happen, man. Really true. Don't force life. Really true. Um, That's a good one for sure. This isn't a word, it's more of an idea, but just also something else that I've captured in the past and just want to bring forth again to the forefront of my mind. And this just like having such a like joy for everyday life and romanticizing all of it and just like how special and romanticized every day is just want to bring that back to the forefront again. 
I think that's easier for you personally when you're surrounded by friends. And so wherever we end up when we settle down this next year and like figure out the next chapter of our lives, I think you'll have tons of opportunities to be able to do that because you, that's like your way of giving love. It's like making everything special and like giving that gift to other people. Love language. Yeah. (laughs) Making falling love all over again, Ashley. Yeah. Um, It's like we're in couples therapy. Um. Who needs couples therapy when you have our podcast? Who needs couples therapy when you can just romanticize your whole damn life? So here's to more romanticizing going into 2021. I have really high hopes for this year. I think it's going to bring a lot of growth. It's going to bring a lot of newness and excitement. Um, I hope everyone had a really safe and fun new year. And like I said, just wait because the next episode, we might have even better audio for you guys with our fancy new microphones. So I'm super excited about that. And that is something to wait on bated breath for. Um, so thank you guys so much for these, what, three-ish months of 2020 with you all. And uh, please rate, review, and follow us and pass us around to your friends. You guys, I will, I'll Venmo people that pass us to their friends. Not much, probably. Maybe a couple of cents. Yeah, maybe like 10, 10 even. Right, a whole dime. But pass this around to your friends um, and let's really get this thing going in 2021. Yeah, let's get this podcast off the ground. Maybe that's resolution number six. Let's see this baby soar. Honestly, yeah. Let's resolution number six go on my vision board. Let's get really get this thing going. Let's get this thing going. I agree wholeheartedly. I have so much faith and love in our fans that they'll get this thing off the ground. If you've made it to the end of this episode, please share our podcast with those closest to you and people that you think would enjoy and get something out of it. Totally. All right. So thank you guys. Um, And going into 2021, let's remember to just go with it. Just go with it. Happy freaking new year.